Guys, I just gotta give it up. I know there was a lot of trash talk. There's a lot of bad blood here. And I'm sure there's still gonna be some after the night. But this guy's a tough son of a He's tough I wanted to get crazy and I wanted to try to get him out of there. But I knew with a guy like this, he's gonna creep back in it. And we're gonna end up in a situation we don't wanna be in. I'm gonna tell you what, he's tough. He's super tough. I wanted to get crazy and get him out of there. But that's not what the best do. We take our time, we stay calculated, we listen to our coaches, and we find the finish. Welcome to another episode of the What The Fuckerunga podcast. Today, it's another MMA talk episode. I am joined by my brother Ra, and we're going to talk about the epic pay-per-view from last weekend, UFC 268, Usman versus Covington. So today we're back with another MMA talk episode. Me and Ra, we uh, we watched UFC 268. That was in Madison Square Garden last week, man. It was an awesome pay-per-view. Hey, Pat. Hey, uh, what the fuck are wrong, peeps? Just like the last UFC event, this UFC event, another stat card. Uh, pretty much stat card anyway, but some really interesting fights, some awesome fights, you know. Some fighters that I would probably watch anyway, um, especially particularly one. Um, but was I hyped for it? How yeah? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good event, man. Um, I've been noticing that these events have been really stacked lately. Uh, the third, is it the third? No, the second event in a row that's just had, man, at least four exciting fights that I just would be willing to pay money for. And I can see that they're sort of sacrificing these tv um espn cards to bump up these pay-per-view events because if you look at these other cards they're pretty weak um the upcoming max holloway fight i think might be the only fight in that next card which is exciting so but hey i'm willing for them to sacrifice those cards to make me pay for these pay-per-view events anyway yep yep no i agree but um let's just put it this way man max holloway is a draw so he's a draw card man and i'll be watching that <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching some bliss man yeah. i'm on that bliss train brother i'm on that bliss train oh that's awesome man i can't wait to see that fight too um it's only that's the only fight i'm worried worried about on that card so maybe we can talk about it on our next episode um anyway uh for this event just wanted to ask you did you happen to watch any of the uh preliminary uh, fights um to be honest man not really but uh it was interesting because i heard there was a lot of ko's and tko's in that prelim card there was, so, yeah. Uh, when I look on the card, um, there was, oh, damn, one, two, three. There were six KOs slash TKOs all in a row before the main event started, <laughs> believe it or not, which is wow. pretty crazy. Wow, that's that's epic. <laughs> it was pretty epic. I um I saw two of those preliminary cards anyway. Um, Ones that were of note to me was the uh, Chris Barnett versus Gian Vellante. That was um, a TKO, spinning wheel kick at heavyweight in the second round. I uh, sent you a little clip of that fight. That was pretty crazy, yeah. Yep, you did. You did indeed. And I just, I couldn't believe what I was watching, to be honest. Um, it just shows you that some people, you know, doesn't matter how big they are, some of them are still athletic. <laughs> man, he doesn't exactly look like uh, the most dangerous guy coming out of the bus, but man, that was impressive and that was very impressive very impressive that guy man he's a character because um i gotta i gotta send you a video of his entrance as well because he was just 
popping and locking and dancing all the way to the cage. So he's like definitely a character. And you saw that front flip <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yep, I sure did, man. Never judge a book by its cover. I think that's the same. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like the uh, end for Gian Vellante. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but boy, um, he does not look like what I remember. Um, Gian Vellante used to be a light heavyweight and he just looked massive in this fight. I think he just sort of let himself go and he, he announced his retirement in that fight. Uh, the the second fight in the preliminaries that I was sort of interested in was Bobby Green versus Ally Quinter. Uh, Bobby Green's okay. a pre pretty talented guy, and uh, he defeated Al in the first round by uh, TKO. Um, did you hear about that one at all? I did, because uh, obviously Ally Quinter is probably the only fighter that really troubled Habib. Um, yep. So, you know, obviously he made a bit of a name for himself. Even though it was a late change, so obviously Habib's game plan went out the window and it was just pretty much Habib had to do what he does best. But uh, yeah, so I heard, like, obviously I know about uh, Ali Quinta, so I was actually expecting more from him. But when I heard that he got TKO'd, I was actually quite surprised, to be honest. What happened in the fight, Pat? Oh, man, it's just Al, like... It's he did he took habib um to decision and i just was after that fight you know habib was the best but you're thinking okay he's he's at the top of the lightweight division um going the distance with habib but he just i don't know he just wasn't on in this fight and um but bobby green man you got to give credit to him he is actually really talented he's athletic as and if he's on his game man he can he can beat most guys at lightweight. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing what Bobby Green does um, in the future. And yeah, hopefully um, Ally Quinta sort of um, picks up where he left off when he was at that Habib fight. Yeah. Very interesting fight, that one then. Yeah. Any oh, other prelim cards? Any other prelim cards you watched? or in terms, or in terms of the prelims, I think that's kind of the highlights for me, unless you have anything else um, you wanted to say. No, not at all, man. Not at all. Well, let's move on to the um, main card then. And man, this this main card started off with a banger. Um, <laughs> it's got probably my one of my favorite fighters in the UFC right now. He's must watch for me. Justin Highlight Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. This one went to decision um, with Gaethje taking the fight. Boy, that was like one of the best fights uh, I've seen in MMA and definitely um, something you want to like show someone if you want to show them how good MMA is as a sport. <laughs> what did you think of it? Yeah, no, well, as I uh, alluded to at the beginning, there was a particular fighter that it was a must-watch uh, fighter, uh, and it was Justin the Highlight Gagey, because um, you know he always brings it. Uh, Michael Chandler, if, if you don't know where he came from, he came from another organization, and he, he, he was awesome. But them two coming together, man, what a, what a fight really it was back and forth but i thought i thought gagey took the took the rounds when it counted you know yep. um yeah especially um and gagey's well known for those kick, kicks too you know those kicks and in and out and you could see that he wasn't worried about the wrestling of michael chandler he was just being justin the normal him you know uh how did you see the fight man oh man um well, that other organization that Michael Chandler is from is Bellator. And I was surprised to hear in the broadcast that they were saying that 
Um, I'm not used to the UFC broadcast mentioning Bellator, so that was a bit of a note that, um, yeah, <laughs> that surprised me. Yeah, I, I'm actually surprised as well, man, because I actually had it on mute whilst I was watching it, so I didn't even know the commentary actually. The commentators were actually saying it, um, yeah. considering they're competitors. So, and usually yeah. the UFC, they just yeah, they completely ignore everybody else and don't mention it. But I don't know. I, I guess that's good to at least acknowledge uh, Chandler's accomplishments in Bellator. But man, this fight was just exciting from beginning to end, and it's, it just had everything that I liked in a fight. Really, just Two guys with power, with technique, with heart, grit, determination. Um, there was a bit of a back and forth. Chandler um, kind of wobbled um, Gaethje in the first round. Um, but man, just as Gaethje does, he just keeps chopping in those legs, man. He has probably the most consistently devastating leg kicks in a fight. Like, I just, I just see every kick he throws, you can just tell the other guy is taking damage and it's hurting and with the mm -hmm. stance switching that Chandler was doing to avoid those lead kicks you could tell a eh? oh man that that must have hurt <laughs> yeah 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 no I agree um <clears throat> Chandler definitely you could tell that it was hurting um and Gage is well known for those lead kicks too yeah. um and if you don't really have anything for Gage to worry about like i.e the wrestling you know, he's going to go for broke. He doesn't give a crap, man. You know, he's the highlight, man. He'll do anything. Um, but that's the best thing about him, man. Like, even if he if he got rocked, he will still come at you hard. But um, he knew he knew that eventually those leg kicks were going to be... That's his game plan, you know? And every fight, if you actually watch, Gagey, he always chops the leg and he knows eventually in the later rounds or you know, further it gets down, you know, they, they start getting deeper and deeper, his opponents. And I think Michael Chandler started feeling that. But like you said, man, it's, it's Michael Chandler's barrages. Like, that guy is crazy, man. He will go hard. And you, if you can weather the storm, then you're good. If you can't, well, you're going to be out. And unfortunately, you know, Hooker was one of the beneficiaries of getting not weathering the storm of Chandler. And, you know, that's how devastating Chandler can be as well. But yeah, man. Yeah, man, yeah, man. he can be so devastating. Uh, I think the worst thing for Chandler is facing someone like uh, Gaethje, who just <laughs> has like a chin of just granite, man. Like he just won't go down and he won't give up. Um, that's probably why I like Gaethje too, man. Like that guy has so much heart. But Gaethje's technique, man, he's just, he threw a lot of good uppercuts, which uh, wobbled Chandler, I think knocked him down as well. So he's like, out from the Tony Ferguson fight, Gaethje's, um, Gaethje's fight IQ it just seems to have skyrocketed to be on par with his sort of like heart and determination, which kind of got him to the um, UFC to begin with. Um, but man, Chandler too, I, I, um, he's so game when he just started egging um, Gaethje on, like telling him to bring it and like trying to like uh, go Gaethje into a, like a, um, just into a war. And you could tell that was his game plan. He knew that if he went into a war with Gaethje, he could maybe even the playing fields and maybe get a good shot on him. But surprisingly in the third round, especially Gaethje was sort of more intelligent, kind of backed off a bit and didn't play into that. Eh? Like, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, I think Gagey's IQ has definitely took a took the next step. And that was that Tony Ferguson fight, you could tell. And then now we got to this point where Chandler tried to bait him in to have a war, um, to have a slug fist. But um, no, nah, man, Gagey was too smart about that. And he knew because pretty much to me, you know, 
it was possible, possibly the number one contendership too. So, you know, that was probably on the line as well, if, you know, really. Um, but I just want to ask you a question, man, uh, for both fighters, what's next? Uh, well, I think uh, the winner of um, Dustin and Charles Oliveira uh, for Gaethje, with that performance, man, like he deserves a title shot. And I don't think there's anyone really um, in between him and the title at the moment. Um, he's, you know, he took he took down Chandler, and I think that was a really decent win. So yeah, I think the easy answer for Gaethje is the title shot. Um, for Chandler, man, he's got to get back on the boat, and he's just got to. He's he's mate, he's putting on fun fights, and that's a good commodity in the UFC. But eventually, you, you got to start winning some fights. So I, I think maybe he's just got to go in that bottom top ten. Um, just looking at the rankings now, maybe he could fight. Damn man! Oh yeah, he called out Conor McGregor on <laughs> on Instagram, and Conor actually responded. So um, man, if they somehow put that together, I wouldn't hate that. Him versus Conor, fuck it. If they, if if they're willing to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, pretty much. There's no no one else um engages way now. Um. Yeah, the winner, he should verse the winner for the um, lightweight title, uh, whoever wins it. Um, <clears throat> but Chandler, like you said, um, I don't know, man, maybe maybe go for another opponent, get back into that winning circle and then go for a low opponent, sorry, and then go, yeah, go go back into that winning circle and uh, or Conor McGregor, whatever, you know. Yep. Um, well, I think but Connor I might give him another win anyway, to be honest, the way Connor's going. Gaethje, that's a winnable fight for, Ga uh, on Gaethje, sorry, for Chandler. Yeah, I think so too, man. Yeah, especially now since the aura of Conor McGregor has really fallen. <laughs> so, yes. you know, hey, man, uh, you know, he's not, uh, not all that anymore, man. Like that uh, invincibility cloak that he was wearing is now off and, I think people's got his number. So I think I think it would be probably an easy fight for Chandler, to be honest. The way it's happening for Connor, man, the fame seems to have gone to his head and with the personal problems and the losses in the in the cage, man, it's uh yeah, that doesn't seem to be um going good for him. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I gotta say this is the uh first of three um fights that coach Trevor Whitman um did in this card. And I think a lot um of the credits should go to him, especially for Justin Gaethje's, um, I, you know, his increased fight IQ. And as we're going to see, like, as we talk later in this card, man, that, that camp with Trevor Whitman, man, that must be one of the top MMA um, camps today. Yep. No, I agree. Trevor, man, what a, what a bunch of fighters he, he has in his uh, arsenal, you know? Yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah, but um, all good. And you can all see the improvement every single one. So just like Justin, his fighting IQ to the next level. And that's what you want to see in fighters, you know. You don't want to see fighters going back, backwards. Um, you want to see them keep moving forward. And I think that lightweight division, I think they're just happy that um, Habib has, uh, <laughs> has retired. <Definitely. laughs> it's opened up a lot, of, a, a lot of opportunities. Actually, in saying that, though, man, um, what about... Uh, Oh, who was it? Who did Dan Hooker fight again? Jeez, Islam. Oh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I think he's in the picture too, you know? Um, so that'll be interesting anyway, but yeah, I think Trevor has a lot of credit that everyone has to give him. 
for yeah. the performances. Shall we move on to the next fight? Yeah, yeah. Matt, um, did you watch the card? Did you watch all of the card, the main card? I did actually watch all of the card. I watched it on delay, actually, because um, I was a bit busy during the um, event, but I I bought the pay-per-view, and with um, Sky Sport now <laughs> in New Zealand, you can just uh, go rewind back to the very beginning. So, um, And I ignored all social media. I didn't look on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I actually, um, t- I actually didn't even check my messenger because I didn't want in case uh, you might've messaged me any results. So I just like chucked that phone away <laughs> and I just wanted to like watch me. it. <laughs> and man, I, um, I actually had a good time watching this on delay, pretending it was live anyway. Yeah, um, awesome. I watched, I did watch the next fight actually. And man, this fight, if it was after any other fight, this could have like stolen the show and could have been fight of the night if it was any on any other card. But unfortunately, it was after Gaethje vs Chandler, so I think this uh, fight sort of like um, got hurt from the excitement of that. But man, um, this fight between Shane uh, Burgos and Billy Quarantillo at Featherweight, that was a banger, man. And um, I got to say that both of these guys are two Featherweights that are worth watching in the future. Uh, Shane Burgos, is like he's got some power, man, and he's got some skill and heart but even though um billy quarantillo lost he actually impressed me the most um out of the two in this fight because his gas tank just looked to be unlimited i was thinking man i haven't seen this much output from like someone else besides like a, a nick diaz or a dominant cruz he was just putting on a pace on this fight man and i was really impressed i gotta say and another competitor in his division max holloway Max Holloway, that's true. Yep, <laughs> that's true. And yeah, I gotta say, man, um, Billy Quarantillo, just remember that name because um, he's definitely some one to watch. Even though he didn't win that fight, man, it was he put on a show. Um, he didn't necessarily have the power because he had so much opportunity to maybe put um Shane away if he did have the power. But yeah, just his unlimited cardio and heart was impressive. And yes, Shane Burgess, man, he moves up in the rankings, and um, yeah. Hopefully he gets a good fight um, in featherweight. Yeah, awesome, man. Like, uh, I'll be honest, I didn't really watch the fight, so I can't really comment on it. But yeah, sounds good. I think it's sort of like, I can't remember which WrestleMania it was, but it reminds me of WrestleMania 18, where Triple H and Chris Jericho had to go on after The Rock and Hulk Hogan. And The Rock and Hulk Hogan just stole the show, and it's like one of the greatest wrestling matches. And then when Triple H and Y2J came on, everyone was like oh man like we're fucking we don't give a shit <laughs> so i kind of our, felt like our, <laughs> yeah our main event is done <laughs> yeah that's what it felt like <laughs> but yeah um the next fight after that was a bantamweight fight between frankie edgar and marlon vera this was a bit of a sad uh, fight for me being a an og frankie fan from back in the day man i always loved that guy gone through three weight divisions but marlon vera um ko'd him with a front kick in the third round um did you happen to watch this fight no man i'll i have to be honest i actually missed frankie Eager, you know yeah it's kind of so, sad man it's kind of everyone's calling for frankie to retire and he's achieved so much in the sport he has a hall of fame career that i just it's one of those points now where you just don't want to see a guy like that take any more damage and he just doesn't have it at this weight class. And I think the sport has sort of like passed him by. Eh? 
He just, uh, even though he was a lightweight champion and now he's moved all the way down to bantamweight, man, he was at a big size disadvantage, eh? It was um, actually surprising to see. And the speed advantages that he had at lightweight just doesn't translate to bantamweight. And he just doesn't have the power as well. Whereas every time Marlon Vera hit him, man, you could tell it was hurting Frankie. And um, I just, I think I just sent you that photo of the uh, front kick of Frankie's face. No, you did. You did. That was a bit uh, horrific. He kind of looks like a Simpsons character <laughs> in that photo. Yeah, no, it's um, it's sad, sad to see, man. Like, uh, like you said, we're OG uh, Frankie fans, but um, bro, he, he, I think, I think it's two losses now, in that division. Um, I think the last division he was in, two losses. I think we keep saying it. Don't be a BJPN, like, bro. I think it's time to give it up, like retire, done. Because if I remember correctly, he versed Corey Sanhagen too. And that was a KO on positive. Yeah. I think it was a flying knee. You're right. If I it remember. Was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a devastating knockout. So, you know, far out. Now, nah, time to give it up, man. Come on, Frankie. It's like the sport has cycles, man. And Frankie was the one that sort of like let BJ Penn, um, off into retirement and now it just looks like it's frankie's turn eh? it's not a good it's not a sport for well unless you're glove to share <laughs> it's not a it's not a sport for old guys yeah that's exactly right man that's exactly right well after that fight it's the uh co-main event with our woman's strawweight champion rosama Yunus versus zhang Li. and uh this fight was uh pretty good too man it ended in a split decision for rose uh what did you think of it yeah, no, I thought it was awesome, man. Um, it was it was very close, man, than what I saw. And Zhang Weili came back, um, came back with vengeance as well. Also came back with, um, pretty much came back with a new game plan as well and almost took the victory. I think Rose at the end, you know, the, the heart of the champion, like um, I think she, she took it at the end, you know. Uh, what about yourself, man? What did you think of the fight? What, how did you see it going? I think that I was kind of distracted by the commentary in this fight because I, I felt like it was very um, pro uh, Zhang Weili. And I was, um, they were putting um, tweets on the screen too where it had just every person saying that Zhang was winning the fight. And I don't know if I really saw it to be that one-sided. I, re I really thought it was really close. Uh, Rose is so technical on the feet. She's so precise with her striking. And definitely Zhang has the more um, power advantage. She uh, took Rose down a couple times. Um, she even got a mount on Rose in the third uh, third round, I think, too. But yeah, Rose, her striking is just so precise. And it was actually, um, I really thought that Rose won three of those rounds convincingly, um, especially in the fifth round. She That was just perfect tactics. Um, obviously she comes from a great camp and she just took Zhang down in the, in the fifth round and just really just, uh, cemented the win there. I really think, um, yeah, Rose is, um, destined to be like one of the best strawweight fighters in the, in the future. Um, unfortunately for Zhang, she has to, um, I don't know. She's, she's up there. Like it, it was a close fight in the end. And if she can just improve her stand up and maybe just gauge the distance better and not let Rose sort of like pop off on the striking as much she could come back i don't know what's happening with joe rogan <laughs> to be honest I, I don't know if i should listen to the commentary much anymore because i feel like that guy's kind of phoned it in i used to be a fan of that guy 
but he said that there's nothing else in strawweight. Um, they could just do this um, this fight again. But I'm thinking, wait a minute, man. Like, aren't you watching the sport anymore? Like, Carla Esparza, who has a win over Rose and a former champion, and she was sort of bypassed for this fight. She's definitely the next in line. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's the next step for Rose anyway. Um, what about you? Yeah, no, I think so too. Um, yeah, to go back on the um, fight itself though, yeah, Zhang just has to get her, get her stand-up you know, um, get her striking uh, to, a, to another level because uh, she let Rose dictate most of that fight when it came up to stand-up, you know, and striking. Um, but, hey, good effort. Um, next next opponent, Rose should be definitely uh, defending that title against the um, – well, who was it again, sorry? Um, uh, Carla Esparza. Carla, yeah. Especially, you know, defending that title. She deserves that too, Carla. Um, but man, Thug Rose, man, they call her a thug for a reason, bro. She is her striking is phenomenal. And for Zhang, well, you know, anyone, any, any, anybody in that top five, she could fight, you know, whoever's available, really. Um, so there's that uh, Marina Rodriguez. I don't know if you saw her fight with Mackenzie Turn, but she was really, she had a really impressive performance in that fight. Really good stand up striker. So, um, yeah, maybe she could be the next one for um, Zhang Weili. Yeah, I think Zhang Weili, yeah. Sounds sounds like a good good matchup, man. Yep. Yeah. So we'll uh, move on to the main event, man. So the main event um, of this card is the uh, much-anticipated rematch to what was probably one of my favorite fights in 2019, Colby Covington, Kamaru Usman 2. Usman uh, defends his title. For how many times has he defended that title? Like he has been so active, man. <laughs> He's uh is his third title uh, title defense in 2021, which has been damn impressive, man. And yeah, he defeats Colby Covington by decision in this uh, in this fight. Maybe not as epic as the first fight, but it was still damn entertaining. What did you think? Damn, three times. He's he's already fought three times this year. That's crazy, and crazy. defended it. Uh, and sorry, man, I got distracted by the, um, the time, how many times he won it. So the question was, how do I see the fight? Or how oh man, what'd you think of the fight, man? Did you think it lived what up you, to, yeah, what think. did you think it lived up to the first fight anyway? Cause I, I man, honestly, in my opinion, that first fight is kind of underrated. I really love that first fight. That first fight was awesome, man. Um, and the second fight was just as good, you know, uh, it was a back and forth. To be honest, man, you got to give give credit when credit's due. That fight, um, especially since there was so much bad blood between them two, you know, yeah. the fight was so good because it was it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But I actually thought Kamara was going to like pretty much take care of business. But um, but Colby, man, he surprised me because in that first two rounds, it looked like he was going, you know, it looked like he was going to go up. He's got up, man. You can't discredit his heart, bro. He's got heart. And Colby came back in that third and fourth. Yep. You know, I really thought he did. Kamaru Usman, man. Honestly, I remember a time when everybody thought that guy was boring. But, man, all of a sudden, as soon as he got that striking together with his wrestling credentials, man, he's gone to the next level. And those jabs, oh, man, they're devastating. That that's the, those jabs were just, just like annoying, 
like he's he's being an annoying pest just when he strikes it every time. And then after that, that's what gets people off their rhythm as well. And Colby was finding it difficult to time anything because he would be coming in and then doing that jab, that straight jab. And then after coming in with a overhand or anything to damage, you know, Colby. And plus they canceled each other out in the wrestling. Uh, you can see Colby was desperately trying to get it on the ground as well, but didn't work, man. Like, because they both canceled each other out. Um, Kamara Usman, he's more well-known for his wrestling, but so was Colby. And so it was a stand-up war, really. Uh, but when it came to the third and fourth, man, like that's when shit started changing. And yeah. Colby's, his striking started coming in. You know, but it wasn't, the, I don't believe it was the striking. I believe it was his cardio kicking in, you know, because, yeah. you know, uh, you could see Kamaru starting to gas, put the gas off a little bit. Uh, fatigue started setting in, but Colby, man, he's got a well-known gas tank. Uh, and then he started, he started doing some, his own uppercuts and, you know, striking jabs, you know, anything that he could do uh, to get, to get Kamaru. And it was working, man. And then, and then, uh, there was a there was a point there where Colby actually got Kamari out of his game plan, as well. They were like when I saw it, and yeah, all in all, man, it was a good fight. It was just fantastic. But like like the Rose fight, and that that when it all counted in that fifth and last, man, you know, Kamari went all out and he took it, you know, yeah. took it. Uh, but but I think it was a unanimous decision anyway. Um, I, I thought it was. I thought. Kamara definitely won three of those rounds anyway, easily. So, but yeah. what did you think, man? How did you see it? You know, all that jazz, man. Yeah, man, I think you like hit it off pretty well, actually. I completely agree, man. Kamara Usman's uh, jabs, they're quite devastating. He has so much like power behind them. You can tell that it's actually such a threat to Colby because what Colby does, man, and regardless of him as a person, as a fighter, he's actually really impressive. He's got really good cardio that's like one of his biggest strengths and he puts on forward pressure and he just wears guys down if you watch the dos Anjos fight like just the lola fight he just wears guys down but he can't do that with kamaru man because he when he puts on that forward pressure boom he gets a pop to the face and you can tell that when he, once he gets hit you see that look in his face of like fuck <laughs> and um he remembers that first fight where i think he broke his jaw and he got finished and I think in the first couple rounds of this fight, he was really apprehensive. He just didn't want the, that to repeat itself. But it, but then he kind of found his groove in the third round, and he was able to just like put that forward pressure, and that kind of like put Kamaru out of his game, as you said. And I think that's what you kind of have to do against Kamaru, man. You've got to put that forward pressure while avoiding that devastating power that he has. It's a balancing act. And I think in the third and fourth rounds, Colby was able to turn it up and um, I think he won those rounds kind of convincingly even put on a um, a takedown on Kamaru I think technically it wasn't a takedown but according to DC on commentary that was a takedown in his eyes so that was technically Kamaru's first takedown <laughs> yep yep I agree so that was impressive by itself um, you can tell that man Colby took on like some of Kamaru's harder shots I think he got dropped in the second round two devastating left hooks dropped Colby but man he kept coming um almost got finished in that second but yeah he came back in the third and fourth um 
there was uh more takedown attempts in this fight by colby i don't think they even attempted any takedowns in that first fight they completely cancelled each other out and it was like a straight striking match in their very first fight but in this one you can tell that colby tried to change it up a little and implement a bit more of the ground game but i think yeah just kamaru's takedown defense is just just too good eh man i think yeah you hit the nail on the head man like it was just it was a good fight what's next for kamaru i don't know man he's He's becoming a welterweight goat. Dana White's already calling him the welterweight goat, which I think is a w really premature because, man, he's got to achieve a lot more to live up to the, to get out of the shadow of GSP, but he's on his way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Dana White just jumped the gun a little bit there um, because he must have forgot that there's a Canadian dude uh, from the state of Quebec or Montreal named, by the name of GSP, George St. Pierre, and I'm telling you right now, to me, that guy, that guy is definitely the goat of the welterweight, but he's arguably the greatest of all time. So, you know, it's um, it's it, it was funny when I heard that, and I was like, Dana White, come on, man, like, come on, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. could hey hey, but what's next for Kamaru? What about that fight? Would you be interested to see that fight? What GSP versus Kamaru? Yeah, man. Yeah. What oh, man. I did, uh, even though it sounds so obvious, I didn't even think of that, man. I, did, I didn't even expect you to ask me that question, <laughs> to be honest. Um, a part of me is like, fuck, man. Uh, the welterweight goat versus the current welterweight um, undisputed champ. Part of me want, goes, yeah, hell yeah, I want to see that. But the other part of me is like, man, let's not tarnish GSP's legacy. He's probably got the greatest career in MMA. He went out on top. And I think um, Dana is throwing a lot of shade at GSP by calling Kamaru the goat because, you know, he kind of went out with a shitty taste in Dana's mouth, you know, not defending that middleweight title. And you know what? Fuck it, man. Like, GSP deserves that. And he has one of the best careers. Double, double champ, baby. <laughs> he, he, double champ, man. He's old too. Man, age gets everybody. So I think Kamaru, man, he looks fucking un unbeatable. <clears throat> Um, if he fought GSP in GSP's prime, I'm all for that fight. Bring it on. Like, that would be, like, one of the best chess matches in, in MMA. But oh, I don't know if I want to see a, a GSP who's, what, is he 40 yet against Kamaru? I just don't think that will be pretty. Uh, yeah, man. But, um, hey, if you actually watch uh, GSP's uh, Instagram, if you go on there, bro, honestly, he is he man he is still fit he is still athletic he's all the above you know yeah. so uh but he always takes good cares of himself and like you said he's 40 years old so but he said that he's retired for good now so he uh retired on top uh because he like it was funny that how he um how that all turned out for gsp as well like how you know he saw everyone else winning two titles so he must have thought you know what i'm gonna go out with a bang and I, I, know, I know for a fact that I can take Michael Bisping out easily. Yep. Uh, so, so why not? Why not go for that middleweight title? Hey, voila, he's won two titles. So, and, and, and to say that he never lost the welterweight title, he retired and then he came back. So technically, technically, you know, he was still the champ and he just won the middleweight title. So, you know, come on. <laughs> could be the double champ yeah <laughs> but but yeah yeah no like you said and and gsp's prime man that would have been an awesome fight to see 
Uh, but it would have been like, hey, I'm all for it if GSP decided to come back. But Kamari, man, he's he's pretty much cleaned out the division. <laughs> it's pretty much, man. Like even Leon Edwards, who's like probably the next interesting challenger, um, he has a win over him already. So he's 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 just going over the division again, eh? Mm, that's it, man. And yeah, it would be very interesting. But um, I think Leon Edwards, after getting rocked by Nate, sorry, uh, I think that aura um, foul a little bit because now it's like, oh man, you got rocked, bro, and you almost went out. <laughs> so, hey, Kamari and that jab, man, and that jab, and plus he's got a wrestling credential too. Yep. So, you know, so like I don't, I don't know. I think it might be a, a long uh, Nigerian nightmare for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of like the ways that Leon Edwards could actually like his paths to victory. And I just, I kind of can't see it because, yeah, there's the power that Kamaru has. There's the wrestling defense that he has. Yeah, just the striking, the ground. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to be that interesting of a fight as this this fight was anyway between Colby and Kamaru. Um, yeah. Th this has been a, like a good, a good battle between these two. And I think I kind of liked how it ended too, like on respectable terms, you know, as much of a asshole that Colby is, you got to give that guy respect, man. He took Kamaru's best and he kept coming forward. And as Kamaru said, man, um, at the end of the fight, like no matter what you go, you go through some shit in that cage. And when you give someone everything and they keep coming at you, they gain your respect. And yeah, I, I kind of like seeing that eh, in the sport where you see them respect each other at the end. What did you think? Yep. Yeah, no, exactly, man. Um, Colby talks a lot of shit, like talks a lot. But at the end of the day, man, like that's exactly what you want to see. Two, uh, two competitors, you know, shaking hands right at the end, you know, giving props, giving respect. And that's what it's about, man. That's, that's what it's about. Um, and it's good for the sport as well when you see that. It is, man. Um, and it's one of those sports where when you see the sportsmanship at the end, to me, it just seems so genuine because it's two people that have pretty much almost tried to kill each other kill each other yeah <laughs> yeah and by doing that they kind of like found like some respect for each other through that so when they shake hands at the end you know it's real because man you gotta get respect for someone who survived whatever you've given them and um which is why like moments where someone like john jones just sort of doesn't do that they kind of put a bad taste in my mouth it's just like man there's a bit of respect in the sport that i that i miss anyway that used to be more common yeah, no, I agree. Uh, 100% I agree. It's better for the sport. And that's why, uh, like, it's good to see that type of stuff, even though they had bad blood. But at the end of the day, they gave respect to each other because, like you said, you know, it's kill or be killed, you know. They're in that type of mindset. But, um, hey, but uh, Colby, shit, after this fight, he, he's one tough mofo to, um, to fight for anyone, really, because... You know that what he brings now, forward pressure, and he's got heart, man. You can't take him out easily. Uh, he, So I don't know what's next for him, but it will be someone in that line and probably, you know, because um, I, I really think that the chapter has closed. But, hey, if he goes back on another role, they can meet once again. So yeah, for sure. you never know. You never know. He's always, he's always he's always got room to improve that guy and even from the first fight you can see that he actually had some improvements as well so that's what you love about the sport too that you actually see them get better after every fight 
Um, do you have any more thoughts on this event after the main event? To be honest, we started off with a banger and we finished off with a banger. So, you know, when you have pretty much the start and then after the end, having good fights, it makes a good card. So yeah, I agree. Well, the, the next fight card is uh, Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. And I know you're a blessed fan, man. Um, let me get your take on that. Man, hey, Yair, he's, yeah, he has some funky, twisting, spinning stuff, man. Like, he is, he is good. But like, like I said, man, like, obviously Max Holloway is, is a, a, a must-watch fighter. Um, I love what he brings every time. Um, so it will be an interesting fight because I think for Rodriguez to win, uh, to beat Max, I think he has to finish him by the first two rounds because it's a five-round fight. And we know this, Max has cardios for 20 rounds, you know? Yep. And we know that he... He goes ballistic as, as the rounds go on. But we just saw in the last fight of Max Holloway, he went ballistic from the start all the way to the end. So if that's that Max Holloway that comes out, I think I think it's going to be a long night for Yeah. So what about your um what about your take on it? Man, How do yeah, you yeah. see the fight going? Yeah, he is crazy, man. That Korean zombie knockout's one of the craziest knockouts I've seen, like right at the end of the mm -hmm. fight that crazy like reverse elbow um anything can happen in a yari rodriguez fight he can do something insane but as you said the safe bet is max holloway man he just has that consistency that cardio that striking precision um yeah uh, it, it's it's actually it's gonna be a, he's he's down for a dog fight too so it's gonna be entertaining as hell because he's gonna bring it and yeah he's, got, bring he's it. That's exactly right, but he's got a granite chin too, Max yeah. Holloway. So not only he brings his boxing, like you said, he's the best USC. He's no, what did he say? He's the best boxer in MMA. Man, after that performance, yep. damn man. Um, yeah, and I just saw one of the press conference they did, and he said that he's going to beat his record as well. So he his aim is to do nine hundred strikes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, uh, and if he remotely gets anywhere near it it's going to be a long night for rodriguez yeah. <laughs> man that sounds cruel actually like he's willing to just prolong <laughs> the damage <laughs> just to draw it out so man far. <laughs> and then the funny the crazy thing is he could pull it off that's how crazy it is yep. oh man but uh yeah I'm looking forward to that fight, but this is probably the only fight that I'm looking forward to on this card. So yeah, same. And on a um, side note too, uh, UFC Tix two six nine, also a stacked card. Like they're on a roll right now, man. It's actually a pretty insane the era that we're in. Um, Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier, um, Amanda Nunes versus uh, Juliana Pena, and I don't know if you've heard, but um, I just heard today, unfortunately. The fight between Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal has been cancelled due to injury, um, which is yeah. a bit disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing because, like, fighters should know now. Um, like, they should be taking care of their bodies. A good example to follow, or the format to follow, is if you don't know who he is, his name is Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse. 
that guy is always fit, hardly ever injured, but their training re regime is just excellent, you know? And I think people's got to kind of like follow that format that how he does it as well, because people pulling out of fights and that because of injuries, it's just like, man, you know, it's coming up. You know that there's no point going all out. It's like, just do enough. That's all you need to do. Yeah. You know? Work on your skills and craft. Don't do, do it. Don't do anything that will put the body in strain, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's my opinion on it anyway, because I was looking forward to that fight because that fight would determine where Leon Edwards is. It would have so, been a good like star making fight for him too. I feel like this exactly. guy needs it because even after that uh, Nate Diaz fight, I felt like Nate Diaz got more of a shine because of that. Um, because <laughs> he almost finished Leon at the end of that fight, and Leon didn't really get the respect that he kind of deserved. So I was hoping that he would have got it in this uh, Masvidal fight. But man, I hope he gets another opponent that will you know give him some more more credit anyway. Yeah, more credit, man, because he's got the goods. Uh has to work on his cardio. Nate, Nate really proved that. Um, <laughs> Cause uh, that, yeah, that was crazy. But like you said, man, I'm looking forward to that card. Like you said, stack card, the dominator will be fighting again. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know, um, Kiwi Kaikara France is fighting Cody Garbrandt. Sure is man. Yep. And Cody's flyaway debut. So I'm pretty um, interested in that fight. I'm excited for that fight because I know that if Kaikara France takes him out, he finishes them. He could potentially be a number one contender. Yep. So this is a huge fight for Kaikata France and for New Zealand. Let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Can't wait. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening to What the Fuck It All podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time. Love me or hate me, I'm just getting started. You haven't seen the best of Colby Chaos Covington yet. I'll be back in the gym on Monday. Thanks for coming out, MSG. It's been a dream to headline this place. I love you all. I don't give a if you hate me. I still love you, and I ain't done yet. You ain't seen the best of me.